Hello, welcome to Bonnie Time with Lou and Hallie. We had our very first, what, like 65 degree day today? Yeah, I think my kids thought it was 90 because they were like, I need Swimsuit. my suit. Yeah. I need my tank top. Yeah, we were doing the same thing. I feel sun kissed. It was amazing. Um, this is also the first day of spring break, so we're thinking of creative ways to have fun with our kids and get out of the house. Tonight we have our friend Chelsea. Barrett. Mm -hmm. That is your last name, isn't it? <laughs> Don't take it personally. <laughs> Our first week, I mispronounced Hallie's last name, and I should really know that one. So, yeah. You did it boldly, though, so it's Yeah. I panic sometimes. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Chelsea, actually, I met through a friend and neighbor a while ago, years ago. Yeah. Um, but she also ended up teaching a like transformative class that I took um, last year at mm -hmm. this time. And I just saw, like, her gift of teaching was really dynamic, and her heart for ladies specifically was, like, really cut through all the noise and all the crap, and, like, <laughs> stuck with me. And, like, she's a good friend, but also just, like, some of the things she's said have been, like, oh, arrows through the heart. I am going to hang on to this. So, when we started this podcast, you were, like, one of the very first names that came to mind. <laughs> so, I'm really glad that we got you. We got you, and we're not going to let you go. So, Hallie, we're talking about beauty. How do you feel about beauty <laughs> and body image? Uh, full disclosure, I feel like I've had a booger hanging out of my nose oh. since I walked through the door. And I don't know if you noticed these beautiful grandma socks that I got from Walgreens Ooh, today. Those are nice. Well, they are nude colored. You don't want anyone and to stumble. So, I feel very beautiful right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in a picture of beauty and grace. And so am I. <laughs> that butter is really not going to help. Yeah, um. that's right. So it is a tricky subject. I feel like for most of my like humor, a lot of it is self dis Yeah, self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Disparaging, deprecating. Deprecating. Either, All right. Either, I think. Either, okay. <laughs> and, um... Gosh, now we were just saying before we started recording, we all three of us have daughters, and we're mm -hmm. like, oh, time to get a different vocabulary, mm -hmm. and, yeah. like, people are listening to how we're talking about ourselves, yeah. and I know that my husband is really tired of me talking bad about Picking my body. yourself, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, what do you want me to say? I don't know. <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> yeah. So, this is going to be really good and interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, can we hear a little bit about your life, Chelsea? Yes. Um, you were a teacher and yes. you still are a teacher, but how did you get from teaching small kids to what are you, what are you teaching now? Um, well, currently my husband and I have a 12 week group we're teaching called Restoration of the Heart. Okay. And it's just a small group of like 10 right now. Are you teaching English to... Oh, I am teaching English. Forgot about that. I teach English for a side hustle. Um, with a company out of China to oh, cool. earn you some teach money. people from China English. Yes, that, that is, awesome. is not a small thing. <laughs> I forgot oh about it because I do it in like these stolen hours of the morning, and it's almost like this other life that I get up at like five thirty in the morning, and I'll teach like four classes wow. before my kids even get up, and then it's like that didn't even happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> do you have a different name? Do you wear a wig while you do it? <laughs> <laughs> put on a cake. That's amazing. Actually, I wouldn't have no idea where to start to yeah. like 
teach I spit I don't have to make anything up it's a oh, powerpoint it's, okay run the powerpoint talk that's slowly cool. that's really cool <laughs> um you also have taught what two classes of the offices I took one as a participant and I've only taught you one. Taught one. Yeah. Okay. So Abacus so, is a ministry group that puts on this class called Untying the Knots of the Heart, and they're okay. based here in Boise. They so, are. Yes, oh, they're headquartered that. here in Boise. That was um, that's a game class. changer for me. Yeah, that's the class you took. Wow. Well, I spent, how long was the class? It's 22 weeks. Oh. It was no joke, and I think I spent 22 weeks crying. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but I don't, like, associate it with anything dark or heavy. It just, like... Every week I'd go mm-hmm. and be like, whoa, I'm crying. Stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it was really good. And I think it's like it's, a, a awakening thing. It's not, we're not trying to make you feel terrible. <laughs> no, not at all. I think the first couple weeks were a little hard. Yeah. And then after that, um, it was, it was like uh, the sweetest thing and mm. just precious. And you guys did a really good job with that. But in the middle of that class, you, um, told me and invited me to I think you did a talk on body image yes, and beauty right yes okay so that's why we wanted to have you on tonight because I know you've practiced yes but also sorry I like got so teaching track. yeah you're teaching um so I became an elementary school teacher mm-hmm. um I you know have a line of teachers in my family and just thought that would be great and got my degree and elementary education. I taught uh, preschool at a special education blended class. I taught two years at second grade. Mm -hmm. And then I had children and thought I would keep teaching while I had children. And that was like, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then I went back to the classroom when my son was one and taught first grade here in Idaho. And it was so jarring. I even hardly remember it. (laughs) Um, it was zero working zero hours a week to working like 50 or 60 hours a week running a classroom and so the next year I went to part-time kindergarten and I actually loved it but I literally lost money in childcare costs and so I stepped out and I actually just let my teaching license expire for the elementary classroom because I found that I felt like I didn't want to run an elementary classroom Mm -hmm. I've done it and I didn't I haven't didn't really find that it was everything that I hoped it would be. Like I really like teaching, but you mm-hmm. really have to like data and spreadsheets and meetings and paperwork. And, yeah. Um, but I but I did find that teaching adults right. was very um, just you know I'm in my element kind of yes. feeling and. It was just like I've been on a journey with beauty for a good decade before I thought about, huh, maybe I should like have some women gather and just share my thoughts mm-hmm. about, about this. And so, um, and actually, I went to a retreat with led by Stacey Eldridge, who wrote the book Captivating, which was the first transforming book for me about beauty. And I, you know, this bucket list moment to get to go to this conference. And when they, those women were up there teaching on stage, because there's uh, probably four or five speakers throughout the weekend, I thought, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. I want to teach women, you know, in my circle. 
they're in Colorado. Okay. They have an international audience. Okay. But if I could teach the women <coughs> whose ear I have, right? you know, who are just in, in my circle, that would be mm-hmm. just, oh, you know, that would be amazing. And mm-hmm. um, so that kind of began that little fire of, like, teaching adults, teaching women. Yeah. Aphesis is a co-ed experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But I, you would divide it up. We did divide up at the end. the women. Yeah. That's really so. Cool. so then where did the seeds start? You just, I want to talk really quick before yeah. we dive in further um, about your trip. You were just on to Africa. You had kind of an idea. Was that your idea to do no, the Creative no. Summit? Or did you? I came okay. along. <laughs> okay. You guys did um, an amazing thing over there. Yeah. So we went to, my husband and I went to Rwanda to work with a nonprofit called Africa New Life. And they had come up with the idea to host a creative summit. And the idea was to inspire and train local Rwandans in the fields of photography, videography, and writing. And Rwanda is 25 years post-genocide. And their hierarchy of needs is growing. I mean, in Kigali, people are, the middle class is growing. Daily needs are not just surviving anymore, and I think it's giving license to dream and to press into creative professional Not endeavors. just being, like, surviving day by day. It's like, it be, maybe yeah. I want a portrait of my family. You know, who's going to take that portrait, you know? Wow. Um, and, and so African New Life also employs people to come take photos and videos and I think the idea is also we can employ local people and not outsource that. And so they do employ one per, one guy um, who's a local Rwandan, and he's a great photographer, but it's just not very many of them. Yeah. Um, and I came, and I just was wanting to come. Kenny's been three times to do video work for them, and I just wanted to come. And so in a, in a call, I said, well, I keep a blog. I could teach on writing. And they were like, okay. So I ended up kind of thinking and dreaming and asking God about what I should teach in regards to writing. So I I taught a, a workshop on writing during our one-day um, conference, and it was a workshop to about 40 people, and it was about how to write with vulnerability and how to write in your personal voice, mm-hmm. um, which is like your unique stamp on your writing. Mm-hmm. So that was... Of incredible experience, and yeah, I got to teach adults. I was teaching a room full of adults, and just another thing that God laid on my lap, and it was it was amazing. It was life changing. Yeah. So. Allie and I have talked about that since starting the podcast, and like this whole year about how we have like our original vision or dream, and God is like, here, I'm going to take that and rearrange it and give it back to you nice. in a really cool, beautiful way that like you couldn't have even quite imagined. Uh, Love it's it. it's kind of neat when you have those moments like, look what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that moment. What's happening? <laughs> this is cool. I didn't know to ask for this. Like, um, For sure. So can we start, like maybe go backwards a little bit and start mm-hmm. um, with your relationship with kind of body image and sure. beauty and where that kind of, like the book sort of yeah. planted some seeds. So I was 22 and I came across the book Captivating by John and Stacy Eldridge. Okay. And who knows how Jesus put that in my lap. Um, 
I was I didn't read it with anybody or a church group or anything, um, but they have a chapter in it. The whole book is um, really impactful, but specifically there's a chapter on beauty, and for me, just feeling, you know, you always want to. I I don't know a time up to that point where you're not trying to watch what you eat or mm-hmm. lose weight or improve your physical appearance because you're not happy about something with your physical appearance Mm -hmm. and I think every woman is generally in that category of you know the mean mean girls scene where they're just picking apart themselves physically my pores are too big yeah so it could be literally a number on the scale or it could be like the size of your pores yeah everything you know everything from in between and so um to read this discourse on beauty was so enlightening I ended up getting a tattoo of the word beauty on my back because I didn't want to forget what God said about me and one of the things is to almost have this repentful attitude of my own self condemning thoughts just to imagine that that that's kind of hurtful to the person that made you beautiful and to view it as something that I just had to come back from and say, I'm sorry I've looked at myself this way, um, God, because you say that you formed me, you made me this way, you literally say in Song of Solomon that my face is beautiful, my voice is lovely. Um, and, and just to kind of come from repentance, but the other side of the coin was deliverance in a spiritual way. And to the enlightening piece about what I learned at the time was, the fall of Satan launched him into an attack on the creation that God made that of man. And specifically, he attacks women in the area of beauty. And to view it as this spiritual attack that Satan comes after women in the, in the way of beauty was maddening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh... I see it, I, I have experienced this, and I, I want to have a holy defiance against this. Mm-hmm. And to, um, to be delivered from the spiritual side of not seeing yourself as beautiful is just as impactful as being delivered emotionally or coming to a place of acceptance physically with contentment. I mean, there's a spiritual side to seeing yourself as beautiful that is a was so impactful and still continues to be impactful. So that was 22. I was like 22 or 23. And I mean, I remember standing in front of the mirror and just blessing my body. I'm beautiful. And just declaring it. I mean, have you ever done that? No. I can't. <laughs> I guess I, I'm looking at Hallie because I have not. I, have you? No, no. I think when I, when I set a goal and I can feel strong, Mm. I can stand back and go, I feel strong. Mm-hmm. But standing back and it's it's a real work. Mm. And I would have to say that it's something as as women in our culture specifically that's like, okay, there's a way to do this. And as believers too, where it's not a pride thing, mm-hmm. right? But it's an acknowledgement of the creator yeah. and his goodness. Yeah. And so I think that would be a good exercise. <laughs> Right. There's been times um, that I have felt 
comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. and like really just okay a with physical everything. contentment I guess but I've also gone to the, like the dark spot specifically mm. probably once a month where I'm like <laughs> I'm like I don't like anything I see yeah. so how do you push through and like fight that because I mean when I'm feeling good about it I'm feeling good about it when I'm not I'm really not yeah. and it compounds itself like I don't like that either oh my gosh this is really yeah gross oh my gosh so like how do you push through in the middle because it can be like I'm feeling kind of down on myself to like a darkening of like really heavy oppression have you ever felt that Hallie yeah and I think nail on the head with that one with Satan just attacking beauty because Mm -hmm. it's like oh and your self-worth gets so tied into that Mm -hmm. oh yeah you can get on this rabbit trail and And I'm not immune from those Mm -hmm. dips yeah you know I would start with that in fact, I feel like I'm coming out of one because I am a good 10 pounds, 15 pounds heavier than I was after some... So there's kind of seasons in life. Of, mm-hmm. So I was like 22, learning all this stuff. And, and I was pretty good for a few years, I think. And then children mm-hmm. bring this whole change to your physical appearance and relearning things that you thought were good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But then there's kind of been a third wave for me because after I was teaching, I lost a significant amount of weight from stress. And it's odd because I lost weight, but I was unhappy. And to have a realization that, (coughs) yeah, maybe I'd rather be fat and happy. Yeah. Even that is terrible to say fat is, I'm not fat, but yeah, <laughs> I know. I had that conversation. But it's kind too. of like, okay, I've come, I'm about 10 or 15 pounds more than that low stressful time. And so I'm relearning this acceptance of like, this is me now. And it's not like I'm only going to feel beautiful when I'm this future version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to stare in the mirror and love you as you are now, you know, and to bless it because the more you curse it, the more power I feel like curses are born from Satan. So Mm -hmm. the more you literally stand and curse yourself, the more foothold Sure. Satan has in your life, and so well, and it's not productive. Those aren't the seasons <laughs> that I get out and start working out. Is when I, I those are the seasons I grab like the comfort food and comfort, sit down. Comfort, yeah, because you, you know when you're feeling real yeah. like blah. To push through hard times is is not. It's not always easy, but I guess the first thing that comes to mind is to create a habitat for your soul to remember truth. Um, for me, that right now, that is not going to the gym. Because every time I go to the gym, I walk by a scale. Mm-hmm. And are you, I mean, I don't know if you're in this camp, but women weigh themselves every day. Every day. That's normal for a lot of women. And what a daily terrible habit for your soul to, to have that. And I'm walking by the seal every day and I'm jumping on it because it's right there. Mm-hmm. And is it 
a pound, half pound, what's the difference, what I eat yesterday, and that's the start for my soul is mm-hmm. to not put myself in that habitat where I'm just asking for attack and for self-condemnation and for comparison with who else is at the gym. You want to feel bad? Look over here. You want to feel good? Look over mm-hmm. here. Um, so the habitat for the soul, like there could be seasons of your life where Jesus is like, I want you to take care of yourself, but I don't want you to take care of yourself at the why. Right now, right now, yeah. Right now, and that that has changed back and forth for me over the years, and I will go um, and commit to a class or something for a time. Now, I think exercise is important, Mm -hmm. but actually I think it's mostly important for your emotional health and Mm -hmm. your your anger and your stress levels and what goes on physiologically Mm -hmm. when you exercise. If you lose weight, that just can't for me that just can't be the measure of why I'm exercising and when I walk by scale every day it is the measure of why I'm exercising yeah I'm just thinking culturally Mm -hmm. you know I would love to read those um stories that were written in Rwanda Mm -hmm. and even the difference in America versus Rwanda Mm -hmm. beauty Mm -hmm. women and what we would write about maybe based on what they would write about in yeah. beauty how they I'm imagining would be I think it is different very different but I witnessed also shame did you? yeah for sure we have two we call them our Rwandan daughters because one of them we used to sponsor and now she's successful on her own and it's we now currently sponsor her younger sister who's 19 and she made this comment the 19 year old about how she was fat. Oh, wow. And she's very tall. I would say 5'10", tall. To me, that's very tall because yeah. I'm only 5 foot tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tall to me 5'11", possibly, because my husband, I mean, right up there. And for a woman to be 5'11", or 6 feet tall, you carry more weight naturally. And to me, she was very averaged size. And, you know, it was just like, oh, like, you think you're fat is what I was thinking. Like, you know, I wonder what, what is happening in her head to come to that conclusion. Um, and it was just like, it's here too. It is. That's you know? interesting. Yeah. Because culturally I was thinking, okay, you know, beauty <laughs> <laughs> looks different. I just remember a story um, when my friends told me, like, being over and I don't remember which country she was in, but the there were women who saw her stomach and there were no signs of children being born and they just wept over her because they were like, oh, you, haven't, you haven't had a child. Yeah, let's pray for you. You haven't had children. Interesting. And so that was like, oh, you you're not bearing the these things. Let's pray for you. You know, where we wow. want to get rid of it. Yeah, you want to get rid of like there's that mm-hmm. beautiful aspect of that, which like you said, relearning. To yeah. love your body after you have kids. I know that's been oh. a game changer for me. <laughs> but there's biblically even thinking about some of those things. It's like God gave us that gift as women. And mm-hmm. you yeah. get to think of it as a beautiful mark. Mm. Like, oh no. Uh-huh. It shows that the Lord chose me too. Yeah. Mm. Their life represents something. I yeah, I guess I'm thinking about sort of the tension between an athlete like this is two separate subjects, I guess, like setting goals and mm-hmm. being healthy. Yeah. And then, like, 
I know people that no matter what goal they reach, they're still just so, so unhappy because yeah. it's like a, it's a posture of the heart and a posture of the mind, I guess. Yeah. And, um, I heard someone say like they had to do almost a boot camp of going through the Bible and, um, learning what God said about them and only meditating yeah. on that and, and saying that to themselves. Yeah. What are some of you quoted a few of them? What are some of your like go to scriptures just to like speak truth over yourself when you feel that oppression? If you need time, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I hate putting people well, on the spot. Actually, I brought my little devotional because today's was like, I wrote down beauty to fight for. Um, Beauty to fight for. Yeah. That's a good one. So I was like, oh, I'll just pop this in my bag just in case. Yeah. Um, so the scripture is Exodus fourteen fourteen. the Lord himself will fight for you. Hmm. And the passage was, there are certain things worth fighting for. A marriage, for example, or the institution of marriage as a whole. Children, whether they are yours or not. Friendships will have to be fought for. Many people feel the earth is worth fighting for. Doctors fight the lives for, of their fight for the lives of their patients and teachers, for the hearts and futures of their students. Take anything good, true, or beautiful on this earth and ask yourself: Can this be protected without a fight? So, yeah. like a holy defiance against shame and against, you know, the footholds that Satan has put mm-hmm. into our culture to just really trap us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of one category of a scripture of just like scriptures about um, the spiritual side of, of you know, things. And I, I have to joke, I wrote it in my blog one time, the scripture about how you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Does this do anything for you when you're in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've heard it a lot, but some days it's like, I know that. I yeah. don't feel it. Yeah. To me, there is a depth to it that is beautiful. But sometimes it's, it, you just are like, <coughs> well, in Ephesus we say you're shooting yourself. I should be feeling fearfully and wonderfully made. And you just are like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's, and it's not helping um, and there's a block there for some reason. And, and I would argue that there could be spiritual strongholds that need to be addressed for so that scripture to really... maybe spiritual warfare scriptures. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like sp- more spiritual warfare scriptures, like um, to pray in these categories. You know, I'm feeling this way, The script, you know, praying against... Um, Satan having a foothold in your life. Um, oh, one that just popped to mind that really was just another step in that initial acceptance was um, in Hebrews where it says that Jesus um, <laughs> looking to the cross. Can I pull it up? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, for the the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame that's it okay yeah. and so you know the idea was like well what is the joy set before Jesus to go to the cross us it is us i am the joy set before Jesus to go to the cross 
that is a direct assault against Satan to say that, you know, and to get that into your worth nailed down. And then the beauty comes um, to get your worth of the father and how the father views you mm-hmm. that, you know, imagining the prodigal son story and praying that imagery of Jesus or the father running to you um, will cast away a lot of how you may view him in an unhealthy way that he's continually frustrated with you or kind of mad at you for what you did yesterday and to get rid of these false ideas we have about God. So the worth is and the spiritual struggle, I think, you know, there are great scriptures about beauty. Yeah. But it's more so understanding the spiritual side of things, you know, rather I than like just that. quoting, I'm fearfully yeah. and wonderfully made. I'm yeah. fearfully and wonderfully made. There's a lot of those scriptures that I think have been put on the ladies' notebooks or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah, I've seen my whole life, so maybe... They don't carry as much weight, but I think if you you follow the train backwards, is that an emphasis that thing is that an I just said? Thing. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> good job. Sorry, gold star for me. Um, but if you do that and like start with the <clears throat> with the warfare of yeah. fighting, like ask I mean, even when I can't fight for myself, like that scripture said, asking God to fight for my yeah. brain, and then you can move forward. And maybe those like beauty scriptures would have more weight once yeah. you're. And the fearfully and wonderfully made one to me speaks of fearfully like like you are to be feared for how amazing you are made. Like Satan, you know, yeah. connecting the dots of like, what does that even mean I'm fearfully made? Right. Um, there's a depth to it that is beautiful. I'm not trying to say this quoting the scripture is not yeah, helpful, yeah. but... I get what you're saying. But like, when you stop and go, what is that? Yeah, what is the word fearfully in there for? Yeah. Okay. I've that's a thoughtful choice. <laughs> and it's in there for a purpose. And it's so quoted that you just go, oh, fearfully and wonderfully made. That means I should like yeah. myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, you brought up, Holly brought up before we started recording too, um, I guess we can land the plane in the zone of like the the father and daughter relationship. Mm. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. I saw, <laughs> did you see on Netflix that um, documentary on, I don't know the name of it. It was kind of about like pornography. Man, it was so good. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to look up the name of that too. Kay. Darn it. But <laughs> one of the guys, so they're talking about God the Father and how a lot of that sexual destruction is um, because there's not a proper viewing of the father to the son and the father to the daughter yeah and so like you know these girls who just need that father yeah kind of are so twisted and yeah so one of the the commentators on there said this and it stuck with me like you a lot of people have to before they can move forward with their sexuality or with their self-worth they have to go back and wipe the face of their of the father mm. because their father is yeah. on the face of the father and no matter how good your father was you still that's where you're imprinted yeah. and that's where you're coming from and you have a beautiful um story you know of your father but maybe Hallie can you kind of kick off that conversation yeah. I guess what I brought up to you earlier that stood out when I was reading about your dad yeah on your blog was just when you said that he saw people and mm. I can't help but think of Leah 
and how the Lord mm. saw her. And yeah. it said that Leah had weak, weak eyes and yeah. that Rachel was the one that was beautiful. And t- to think of her in that way and how her father knew, like, she wasn't as beautiful as her sister. Mm-hmm. He was aware. It's probably something her whole life that she was like, I'm the ugly one. Mm. To be pawned off kind of like yeah. in this scheme. But in the midst of that and her sorrow, like, my husband doesn't love me, for God the Father to look down mm-hmm. and see her. Yeah. It really stood out to me that you said that yeah. about your dad because I think in beauty that's something that, for like sure. you said, spiritually when we can go, oh, I'm seen and I'm known yeah. and I'm still loved. Yeah. I'm okay. It's a huge yeah. thing. So I don't know, just for, for how that was mirrored in your life and to the way you phrased it about your dad was really I just thought it was really beautiful. Yeah, I said my my dad had a way of, you know, making people feel like he sees me, he saw a need I had, and he met, and he yeah. wanted to help me, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, I feel like this is another camp of viewing, of the beauty um, topic is, you know, thinking about, like, there's a spiritual side that we talked mm-hmm. about, um, and I would categorize all this under the emotional side. And for Jesus to come into our emotions, into our stories, into our past, into our families that we grew up with, the families we currently live with, um, that is in the realm of, of healing that has to take place for also an, another layer of beauty to be unveiled. Um, and the father does imprint the daughter with how beautiful she's going to feel. Unfortunately, culture's imprint is just as strong. But in my case, I really felt like I had a father who did tell me I was beautiful, even at, you know, at the end of his life, help touch my cheek, tell me I'm beautiful, um, physical, if you're a father listening, (laughs) Healthy physical affection is a really big part of beyond words because you may say you're pretty, but a healthy physical affection is a very important part of feeling pretty or feeling beautiful. And to notice, I think, as our phones creep into our family life, it will be even more important for fathers to put down their phones to give Mm. undivided attention when a daughter is twirling in the living room with her princess dress on for the father to have an undivided attention to say, you're lovely, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Those little things are what we're talking about here is how to imprint the beauty uh, that your daughter actually has. And I think a lot of, most fathers do think their daughters are beautiful, but they're also not good at articulating it. And so to practice and to, I would encourage every father to read Captivating, to, uh, to, to go after the heart of your daughter or your, and also your wife, side bonus, <laughs> um, to understand her heart and her need for beauty and her need to feel captivating. And um, so there is an imprint that is definitely happening and um, it, yeah, just that undivided attention every day for a few minutes at least. I think that's important. So, yeah, and I think if you... I teach a class where we dig into our stories that aren't fun. 
and it's about our family of origin and what we really didn't get and how that affects us today and how we view God because of it. And to invite Jesus into the past hurt is going to be helpful as adults because maybe your father is never going to be that father who's going to pass on. And dad, you're like a 40-year-old woman calling up your dad, <laughs> like mm-hmm. wanting something from him. That safety. And that, that, yeah, mm-hmm. but maybe he's still the same dad and he's still not going to articulate mm-hmm. your beauty. You know, how do you heal that? How do you come, how do you, how do you do that as an adult woman? Um, and I think that that is part of the healing process is to ask Jesus through prayer to, to come into your childhood. If you could literally imagine yourself as a young child and imagine Father God coming and telling you that you're beautiful as a young child, or maybe those moments when you were staring in the mirror at a junior high, picking a zit and thinking how <laughs> ugly you were, to ask Jesus to come into that moment, into that memory, um, and to and to call out your beauty that you couldn't see at the time. That type of healing exercise is a huge emotional piece of the pie to reclaiming beauty. And um, you know, there's a spiritual side and there's an emotional side. And I think the last piece of the pie is a physical side. Like you mentioned, how do we set goal? Is it okay to set a weight goal? <laughs> is it okay to work out? How do we take care of ourselves in the meantime? How do we actually physically function right now? Mm-hmm. Do I wear makeup? Do I get my hair cut? Do I, like, mm-hmm. there's a physical piece of beauty. That's kind of the last mm-hmm. frontier of how to navigate beauty, I think. Yeah, so. and I mean, all those things are okay once you are in the right headspace, yeah. you know? <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, they're always okay, but I think that then, like, it can be, like, joy in expressing your creativity and living into your best health Yeah. once the other and pieces are in place. For me, actually, the battle with exercise really landed in a sacred place to not equate exercise with weight loss. And to equate exercise with my emotional health. That by exerting um, adrenaline and having a high uh, sustained heart rate, that certain physiological processes happen in my body to maintain my mental health. And as a mom with young kids, that became the most important (laughs) piece of the puzzle, weight aside. Sure. Um, But when I put weight as the, I don't put a weight loss goal on me. And yeah. I don't know if I ever will because I lose heart so fast. Yeah. I lose heart so fast. And I get back to shame and I get back to weighing every day. But when I view exercise in, my, in the way I feel like Jesus has brought me to view exercise for me, which is then emotional health, it's part of, it's part of maintaining sanity. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can ride that. Long term, um, long term, you know, and and have exercise be a part of my life. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's interesting because the last <clears throat> podcast we did, it was right off the coattails of our fitness challenge, and for me, I think that was just like carving out the time. So okay, now I'm going to set a goal. This is kind of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's accountability and that mental health that came along with it. Yeah. It's just like, wow, I'm. I'm using my body in this way that I think is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just vegged out. Like, so. Well, uh, being like, you know, you're giving, giving, giving to everyone else, but thinking that you're 
gonna just be sustained by not carving out some time to like yeah. care for your own body and it's like newsflash doesn't work <laughs> Lou had a burnout yeah. So. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to have too. a balance though because I've been in that camp too mm-hmm. and I feel freedom from definitely my like, junior high high school yeah. zone that was that was rough and even in my 20s mm-hmm. you know that dips back and then after kids it's like ah nothing fits right this is ugly, my hair's different since I had a kid, and like you said, all of those changes, it's almost like being a junior You gotta, like, again. relearn everything that you like, learn to be content with. Work with what I've got. Yeah, but, I feel really, um, on the daily, like, pretty confident, pretty yeah. great. All, it is so weird to me that I can be in my 30s, step into a room of, like, I don't know what the cocktail is that makes it. Like, I'll step into a certain room of, like, put-together shiny people. And, like, I don't know. It doesn't happen all the time or every time. But sometimes I'll just be like, oh, no. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Be quiet and be in the corner. You know what I mean? And it's happened to me before. And it feels dark. Like, Mm. why are you trying to disappear? Like, why do you Mm. feel less than? or And it, it like, makes you not really want to talk or anything. Mm. I, I don't know. And I'm, like, hoping to outgrow that. But also, I don't think there's an age limit on that. Like, I just feel like some days have your name on it where you're, like, I mean, maybe it's more to do with my choice of clothing on those days. I don't know. (laughs) But I've had it happen where I'm, like, I don't know why this particular setting is making me feel, like, hiding. But I don't want to, I don't want to hide anywhere that I'm at, you know. Anyways. I wonder if there has been, um, I wonder what. The first time you felt that, I don't know. You know, to Pr- think probably pretty young. <laughs> yeah. The first feeling of uh, coward, cowardice is too strong. Um, How retreat, dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. Retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Retreat yeah. from beauty. Mm-hmm. You perceive something really beautiful. You didn't feel like you fit in, and you retreat. You don't yeah. feel like you match that level of beauty. I just wonder in the emotional realm, when was the first time, you know, you felt that? And I think to reintegrate that to your adult self is going to be an emotional healing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, that's the first thing I think of. Like, yeah. oh, let's go back. Like, why am I feeling this way? When did I feel? Okay, Jesus, I'm remembering this. Can mm-hmm. you come into this memory? Those kind of experiences are... Um, not without reason and they're yeah. not, and they're common I think <laughs> yeah 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 well I mean because yeah I'm like I'm too old to be like I mean it doesn't have to happen often <laughs> but when it has I'm like I'm not in high school there is no cool kids table like yeah. what am I feeling with this yeah. feeling no like? I actually had that experience in Africa because I met this amazing woman named Suzette who <laughs> is just a badass she is sorry that's not allowed she just um <laughs> runs this amazing company that's just like giving all this providing all this um financial well-being to to, um to african new life she lives she chooses to live in these actually quite amazing expensive tents but it's more of like this statement anyway so she just had on like this gold jumpsuit with heels and beautiful jewelry and no makeup and it was just like this presence of like power and I'm like wow she's she's a woman Mm -hmm. she is like 
you know, and I kind of was like, I'm not like, I'm not there. Yeah, like, <laughs> the goal is definitely like, boom. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and she's wearing heels in Africa to like go to church, you know, it's, there's like rocky, muddy yeah. places to walk. It's a to move. To wow. Um, and we got to hear her story and she's really humble. And if she hears this, she'll be really embarrassed that I thought that, but I had that mm-hmm. retreat of, I don't know if I, I didn't talk to her the first time mm-hmm. I saw her. It can impede relationship because sometimes <laughs> like I'll meet someone like that and be like, oh my gosh. And then like you get to know them later and you're yeah, like, ah, they're um, a person, they're insecure just like me. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? But it can okay. like slow down this beautiful friendship. Where? Like so much of that was probably just her confidence and ease with herself. I think so. Right? Like if I... <laughs> I think if I really stepped out and was like, today I'm wearing a gold jumpsuit and heels. <laughs> and I am going to rock this tent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. But it, in my mind I go, I can't wear a gold jumpsuit. What would people, yeah. What can I do? My skin tone, I don't know right now. It just mm. would match a little too much. But, oh man, Christmas you had a gold polka dot jumpsuit. True. Did I you? Did. Well, it was black with gold polka dots. I could, with your long black hair, it was fierce. It was beautiful. <laughs> they all washed off, though. Yeah. It might not have been the same Darn. price as Suzanne's <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> it was a cool $13. Oh, my gosh. So, for you with your daughter, like, yes. what are some practical things oh, that yeah. you find oh. yourself like? I want, I want to impart some um, things here. I have... Sometimes I... I feel like I when I err, I err on the side of like, you're eating too much sugar, um, you know, and I, I sometimes I feel myself being too too nitpicky about her food, um, but that I okay so positive things not negative things okay positive things, I do not talk bad about my body image and I make it a point to say that I think I'm beautiful in front of her and how beautiful she is like oh aren't we aren't we beautiful like yeah of course and she she thinks she's like hot so you know. <laughs> she's a confident girl I hope she doesn't use the word hot she's only seven but she's very confident yeah <laughs> that's good um yeah I would say that we we don't have a size um like what size you should be mm-hmm. um we don't have a um she doesn't know what she weighs she she gets weighed at the doctor once a year. Mm. Um, she is allowed to wear makeup when she wants to. She has toy play makeup, and mm. she she thinks like Sundays are for makeup because I I must take more time for Sundays. Sunday. Sundays is like as a stay at home mom. Sunday is like I get to like people dress <laughs> nice yeah. and feel like put together. Yeah. And, um, and she has noticed that. And, you know, she wears her lip gloss. And, I, you know, it's not like... I just say yes because we're not equating makeup to beauty. We're not saying it makes her more beautiful. We're saying it's fun to wear sometimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have this... I kind of have a loose... Trying not to make makeup a big deal. Because mm-hmm. um, I think if you make it a big deal, they'll just want it. For fruit, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really cool. I don't know. She She's pretty unique and spunky and yeah. confident from the Lord's hand on her. Yeah. I don't know. Well, in um, that saying of like, more is caught than is taught, I just feel like a lot of the time 
just kind of the way you're carrying yourself and the things you're making time for yourself to do. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, mixed with her own personal <laughs> personality, I do yeah. think that it's going to be really interesting yeah. and cool to see our girls grow up. And yeah. there is nothing more beautiful than a lady like who is worn by the sun, worn by stress or wrinkles mm-hmm. or whatever, but that is just like confident and in healthy and happy and like mm-hmm. I don't even notice her shape or anything else yeah I'm you just really like, don't isn't that amazing like, <laughs> I hope I look like you when I'm old because you're just you yeah. look like you've lived a really cool life and you have like a good smile and a good laugh and yeah. good I don't know I just think that is it is something really attractive about that so. yeah and I do love I feel like there's a positive body image movement yeah gaining ground For in sure. our culture um you know, I think it kind of started with like the oh, all these women are airbrushed kind of like dove kind yeah. of illuminated. Yeah. You know, it, probably 10 years ago, yeah. this, this advertisement campaign and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this is all actually, you know, and then it's kind of like there's like this movement of you know you have movies like I Feel Pretty mm-hmm. which has a great message Dumpling um, has yeah. a great message um, and then there's a documentary called Embrace on Netflix now which I feel like Embrace kind of got me out of this last season really with some finality I just like you're seeing these beautiful women of all shapes and sizes and you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah Mm-hmm. And you just take a deep breath. And I love that because you're getting the secular world in this as well. Yeah. And all the, you know, the beautiful things Brene Brown says. Yeah. And um, it's great, you know, just yes and all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it it is cool. I think there's a little bit of like um, illumination in the Instagram world too. Like, yeah. Oh, because, you know, there's just like pages and pages of really perfect looking girls and families but also to be like I feel like a lot of that is being like exposed like the airbrushing on tv was just like this isn't real this is not how we look this is not how our houses look so it is just a healthy conversation but to I think none of it will take traction and it for real like unless you do follow it back to kind of fighting that battle, the spiritual battle. And I'm glad I've never really thought of it that way. So thank you. Stand in holy defiance. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Yes. Come back. Okay. That was such a fun conversation with Chelsea. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Would you guys please do us a favor and check out our Instagram page? Also, please think of someone to share this podcast with um, that maybe hasn't heard it yet. That would mean a lot. Or rate or review it. Uh, We appreciate any little bump you guys can give us. And we're just so thankful you would take time out of your day to listen. Keep listening. We have some really fun guests lined up for the next month or two. Thanks, guys.